Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the city of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Good morning, Refuge. It is such a joy and honor to be with you guys this morning. My name is Nicole Harrow, and I am a missionary to France. And today we're going to get to hear a little bit from Pastor Sean from the passage of Matthew 13, talking about the parable of the sower. It says, That same day... Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. All the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling along the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. We read a a great passage from Matthew. Let me give you a little background on Matthew. Matthew's kind of telling about Jesus' story and we're in the 13th chapter. If you have your Bibles or Bible Gateway, there might even be a link online for you to click on to. But you'll, you'll see if you read Matthew, by the time we get to the 13th chapter, he has started his outdoor ministry. He has left the synagogues he, he's left the churches, the buildings, the places where people go to meet God. And he started this journey of taking God out to where the people are. And I love that in, in the age that we're in right now. I love that I'm looking at a, an empty church, but I know that this is going out. This is, this is going out to the world in a different way. And yeah, we're pivoting, and yeah, we're adjusting, and yeah, we're, we're coming up with a, a new way of doing church. But I love that Jesus' ministry in this chapter starts 
by him standing on the edge of the water and he, he gets into a boat and I can kind of picture him. He gets into a boat and he, and he looks out and, and I love in the scripture it says there was a great crowd. I mean, it was, a, it was a big crowd. It was a big enough crowd that he actually had to kind of stand back and he had to, had to frame himself on the water so the water's behind him and he's looking out over a crowd of people. And he looks, and this is the way I see it. He looks out and he says, he says, hey, there's a farmer. There's a guy sowing seed. In scripture it says a sower. Some scripture says the sower. And I, I picture it being the sower because I see Jesus talking about the sower. And he's out, he's out in the field and he's, he's sowing his field while Jesus is talking in parables to these followers. They're so desperate. They're so desperate to meet uh, the, the hope in the trying time. Are you desperate? Are, are you desperate to, to meet the Jesus in the trying time? That's what they were too. They were on the edge of the water waiting to hear a word. And so he talks in parable form and he says, those who have ears, let them hear. He's basically saying, hey, if you're listening, pay attention to my message. So if you're listening, pay attention to what Jesus has for you today. Today we have something so great. We've got four soils. And when I read that passage, I think, oh, well, there's 25% falling here, 25% falling here, 25% falling here. But I had to reframe that as I read it. So picture yourself if you're a farmer. You've got your plot of land, and, and you know most of the soil is good. But some of the corners, you haven't actually cut back the brush. And, and, and in reality, in Palestine, there was a good chance that you had a pathway that went right through, your, right through the middle of your uh, field because you had to allow egress. You had to allow people to travel through. So that's the hardened soil. And when we're talking about soil, what is Jesus talking about? Well, he explains it to us. That hard soil to me is a hardened heart. And so I could talk to you today if, if I was talking to the, the heart of you. It is, is your heart hard? Is your heart hardened to the message of Jesus? And I, I believe that Jesus transforms lives and he can, he can even take a hardened heart. He can take hardened soil and he can transform it. But we've got this other soil that it, it falls on rocky soil, right? And I have my buddy James North who's a pastor in Pasadena and he told me a story when he was a kid. His mom would make him go on the field, the farm field, and said, go collect all the rocks to clear it out. And the reason you do that, and I'm not a farmer, and I don't even totally understand farm language, is that, is that the tiller would get broken. The machine, the machinery would get broken with rocks in the way. So you go out to the field and remove the rocks so that that's, that seed, that seed that's falling on the ground can actually penetrate and take root. Give rocks, give darkness, give places in your heart. Is there stubbornness? Is there anything that's keeping you from, from hearing the message and love of Jesus? that won't let it sink all the way in. There may be an initial joy, but maybe you've, you've tempered it. Maybe you've backed off. Hey, and then there's this thorny soil, this, this, this overgrown area where the seeds fell and it, it hasn't gone all the way in yet. Maybe you're distracted by the world. Maybe, maybe all the things that are going on on the news, maybe, maybe your work, maybe social media has distracted you from what's happening. And I'm here to tell you, if you allow it, if you allow that seed to penetrate into the soil, it'll do great things. The fourth soil that we talk about that reaps a huge harvest, a huge bounty, is this, is this good soil. And we've heard this term, good soil, before, right? The, 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 the translation would mean rich soil. It's, it's soil that's rich. It's ready 
and it's ready to do great things with the message of Jesus, I say to you as, as I go into your homes, that one, address your heart. Where are you with Jesus as the four soil types? Is there any tending to your heart that needs to happen so that you're open to what Jesus wants to do in your life? Is there anything you need to do to break free and break through and break past so that Jesus becomes the center of your life so that you can live life abundantly? And if you are living life abundantly, then the story I have for you today, the person I want you to hear from today is gonna be exciting. Because here's a person, my friend Nicole, and she's gonna join me here. She's, she's decided She's decided to go tend to the soil of another country. And you may have heard that um, she um, was singing in French. It actually moved me to tears. I'm not sure why it was so beautiful, but it moved me to tears to hear you singing in French. And here's a, a young lady who has committed her life and decided to listen to the call that God has placed on her heart to go to tend to the hearts and the soil of France and to drop seeds appropriately throughout that country and with a great nation. Will you, will you tell us about what God is up to in your life? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Sean, for inviting me. And Pastor Brenton, we miss you. Yeah. Um, but we know, thank you so much for having me here and just get to be a part of the Refuge family. It's funny. Um, the church I actually work with in France is also called Refuge. Um, so I was actually sharing with Pastor Sean this morning that we are the original refuge because we started the year before you guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but, we'll give you that. <laughs> but we love you guys. So um, so I'm just really thankful for, you know, the opportunity to come and share. And, you know, just as you were sharing about the four different soils um, and really just, you know, when I think about France, when I think about the hearts of people, um, I look at their history. They have gone through many wars. They have gone through many different monarchs. And that, unfortunately, has really hardened their hearts. Mm -hmm. That when you interact with people, they say, well, religion is, you know, it's you know, about, about boundaries and restrictions. And I want to be able to choose my own life. I want to be able to do what I want to do. And the reality is, I was in that same place. When I was in college, I was a part of this Christian group called Chi Alpha. But before I went there, my whole life, I had wanted to be a doctor. I had made every decision that went around, will this get me to medical school or not? Never once did I stop to ask, God, is this what you have for me? Is this what you want me to do with my life? But it was through small group, it was through community, it was through my leaders that as they poured into me and they started tilling at the soil of my heart that I saw, Lord, I need you. And I surrendered my life. And so when I graduated, I said, Lord, I will do whatever you want me to do. And he reminded me of a dream. When I was 11 years old, I had started learning French, never knowing when I would use the language, but I loved it so much that I kept taking classes. And so as I was about to graduate and was figuring out what to do, so if any of you guys have just graduated or about to enter in your senior year, you'll get that question all year long. And I remember just that dauntingness of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But I said, okay, Lord, I will do whatever you want me to do. 
And sitting in, in a Chi Alpha service in this college ministry group, they handed out some pamphlets, and across the top it said, give a year opportunities. I'm like, well, all right, why not? Flip it open. There's a map of Europe, and France is highlighted. And at first I'm like, really, France? I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, that's a huge <laughs> dream of mine, but France, what's the need there? Well, France has less than 2% of evangelicals in the entire country. Can you imagine being in a room with 100 people where you and maybe one other person in the room is a believer? But how do you find them? If you don't have a community, which is what the French so desperately crave, and that's what we're there to do, to build a community, to say yes to Jesus and go overseas to leave everything behind and say, God, I will be your church. I will be your, the community that you want us to build. And just like you guys have family here, that's our heart at Refuge as well. We desire to see nations be reconciled to each other. We desire to see all nations bowing and saying, Jesus, you are Lord. And so our heart is we encourage them. We love to celebrate birthdays. So we constantly are making, you know, birthday cakes and everything. But one particular girl, she's a young French girl. I'll go by the name of Claire. And she started coming to our English classes. That's kind of our cultural way to get our students to get plugged into our community. And she started coming, and she seemed very quiet, um, which can be very, very typical. Um, but at the same time, there was something about her that I just felt the Lord really put this girl on my heart. And so I pursued her, and I was like, I'm going to be her friend. And as we got to know each other, at some point, we were able to invite her to come to this kind of Christianity 101 event that we were doing. So she came, and that night, I actually shared my testimony. I shared my testimony of growing up with a difficult relationship with my father, but how the Lord helped me see that I can love my father through his eyes, that, that my heavenly father is the one who can teach me to love and restore relationship. And so I'm so thankful that God helped me see my father through his eyes so that we could reconcile and have a relationship once again. Well, as I shared this story, the next night was Good Friday, and she happened to come again, and we were shocked. But she came, and we had set up different stations for people to kind of just go around and see if they wanted to, however they wanted to worship, and just really be reminded of what Christ had done for us. Well, we sat down together, and she starts pouring her heart, and we end the conversation being able to pray together. And that was the first time she had ever prayed. The next day, she was gone. She had moved to a new city. And that broke my heart to know that she has now gone to a new place and know that there is most likely not someone there to continue sharing Jesus to her. And so as I've been in Grenoble for the past five years, the Lord has put it on my heart now to go out to a new city and leave my comfort behind and plant a new student ministry so that I can reach more Claire's, 
so that when they leave from our community in Grenoble or our sister group in Paris, that they would be able to have another place that they can land, that they could know that their soil is going to continue growing and that the seed that is planted is not going to be um, you know, eaten up by, by the birds or the, or the thorns and everything. And so that's my heart for France. And it's a privilege to get to share that heart with you guys. And so, of course, there is a need. There is a need for me to be able to raise my funds, for me to go back and share with the other Claire's that we have in our community. I already have students that are reaching out saying, wherever you go, let me know because I want to be there. So the God is already stirring in people's hearts. But I can't go unless I'm fully funded and 100%. And my hope is to be there by next summer. I'm currently at 33% of my awesome. budget raised, which great. is you know, a really great start so far. Um, but I need your help. If, if the Lord is stirring in your heart, would you give? Would you sign up to give monthly or one time? Yeah. Would you pray? as well for the French? Would you pray that God would just soften their hearts, that God would begin to reveal himself to them, that the cathedrals that the French see are not just empty for tourist goers to go to, but that they would protest in the name of Jesus, that they would see that revival is coming, and that's something we're so believing. Or maybe you really tug to go yourself, whether it's France or another nation in the world. God calls us to step out of our comfort zone, and I invite you, what is God stirring in your heart? Is there a people group you could be praying for? Is it, you know, Muslims? We also have those. Is it, you know, college students? Is it, um, you know, the Burmese or whatever people group it is? Ask God to break your heart for a people group. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. I, I am so thankful for your story, your heart, your passion for France is very clear. I think you're all sensing that too. Wherever you are, you're hearing her passion and her call come through very clearly. And so there's a three-pronged approach that we came up with. There's even a slide that we may have. And can you say it in French? Because my French is not so good. <laughs> what, are, what are the three things? Yeah. Alors, tu peux prier, tu peux donner, ou tu peux aller, or as the French like to also use the word, go. <laughs> that one threw me off when I saw that. That sounded like English. But uh, so, prier, donner, go, go. or aller. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's our call. Um, she has laid a call before us as a community. Um, Brenton, Nikki, myself, we have decided and um, we, we want to bless you and we want to partner with you on an ongoing basis. And that's something that uh, Brenton has decided. And so just know that we're, you're adding to our family of missionaries. And we take that really serious. Like it isn't just a, a, a financial thing. It's a relational thing for us. Our, our community loves to encourage and, and uh, engage with you. And so there's probably even an Instagram way to follow your journey too. I don't know if you have that memorized, but if you do. Yeah. So. Um, so if you guys are on Instagram, you can follow along my ministry page. It's um, Nicole de France. All together, all lowercase. Cool. And yeah, you can follow along and see some updates. I share some little testimonies on there as well. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to wrap things up a little bit, and uh, we're going to sing one last worship song, and we're going to pray. But prie, donne, and go. And here's something that uh, came to me. I texted Nicole yesterday. 
Um, and I asked her, I said, hey, um, the, I didn't say this, but this is what was happening. I said, the Lord was stirring something in my heart. Um, and I, I, I texted her and I said, are you back at summer of 2021? Because I felt like the Lord was telling me and my family to go to be participating in what you're doing. So uh, my hope is that by 2021 of the summer that she'll be there and we can even consider taking a team of people to bless Grenoble. I'm putting that out there. Um, it's a risk because one, I didn't talk to Brenton or Nikki about it, so they're gonna have to forgive me afterwards, but um, I'm getting a few thumbs up. So um, who, who wouldn't wanna go to France and participate in what Jesus is reviving in that community? Who wouldn't want to go and participate in tilling the soil, the hearts of people that are in France? God loves that country. Jesus is for France. Jesus is for France, and he loves the people of France. All the people. They come from all parts of the world, too, in France, right? Like you said, they come from Africa, the Muslim nations. Everyone is in France, and Jesus loves all of them. So maybe, maybe that prophetic word that I have, and it's a risk, um, I just believe that God wants me to say that if it isn't just me and my family, I want to take a group of people and I want to go. And I want to participate in what you're doing there in Grenoble. So that's something that I'm laying out there. But also participate in giving. We're a generous community. You guys give and you bless. You live richly. And um, bless the ministry of what she's doing in France. And pray. Pray like you've never prayed before. For the hearts, the souls the soil of France. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at refugechurchoc. We hope to see you again soon.